You are now tuned into I Shaved My Ass for This, a podcast about all things dating and desire from the perspective of those on the margins. Here's your host, Natalia Lee Brown. All right, here we are, another week back, back again for another titillating conversation. My name is Natalia Lee Brown, and this is I Shave My Ass for This. Thank you so much for joining me once again. This week, I'm so excited to bring you this conversation because it's one that I had with a longtime friend, and we really break down the ways in which our early foundational relationship experiences really set us up for the rest of our adult lives. And if they're positive, it's something you can build upon, and if they're negative, It's something that you really need to reprogram in order to have more healthy connections as you get older. I am a primarily heterosexual woman, and I feel as though when you are in the mainstream realm in terms of how you express desire, there's a lot of cultural reinforcement that encourages you to kind of go along this path. You know, if you think about Valentine's Day, there's always a guy and girl holding hands, There wasn't, I wasn't met with violence if I liked somebody and they didn't like me back. Embarrassment, sure. But violence, no, that wasn't something I ever really considered or feared. And with my guests today, they really break down how not fitting into the mainstream impacted their foundational experiences and really led them to reconsider the way that they go about seeking intimacy and partnership. So to kick things off, let's do a little story time. So as I said earlier, you know, I am primarily heterosexual. I do primarily date men. And when I was thinking about this topic, I was like, when have my early experiences left me feeling othered or undesirable or like I didn't really belong. And I think that when we are in primary school, grade school, that if we don't have acceptance of our peers, we can easily be ostracized. We can easily be left out of things, not invited to parties, not have the same kind of canon experiences that a lot of our peers might have. And so while there are a lot of things about me that did fit into this mainstream paradigm, when I was in grade school, I went to a school that was primarily white and most of the students were really well off. And it was such a culture shock for me to enter into that school as an 11 year old who was from a family that didn't have much and was black. It was a shock. And as I grew into being a sexual being and having these desires for my classmates, I was often shut down and left out because kids can smell the pour on you. And I feel as though the aroma is even stronger when you're of a different race or a different religion. There's kind of this consensus amongst kids and amongst your peer groups that, listen, not you. you know, anybody but you. And there are, there have been so many ways that I've been told that throughout my childhood that really left me questioning my desirability, really left me questioning, 
if I would ever have those kinds of experiences with puppy love in romance that I saw my peers have. And most of my young adult life I spent in Jamaica for school holidays and, you know, really close with my grandmother. So I would go and see her a lot. And I think that the reason why I never had issues with my race was because I was exposed to an all black society from a very young age. Listen, Jamaica has issues with colorism. They have issues with modesty and sexism. Jamaica has issues. But I think embedded in my head, just knowing that there was this other place and other places in the world where black was primary, black was prized, really did the work to fend off any sort of self-hatred due to the color of my skin. But I really did have self-esteem issues over the way I presented my worthiness in terms of finances um and really desiring just pure young love and those were issues that i had to rectify within myself those were issues that i had to do the work to find other people who were like me find other people who weren't closed-minded find a genuine community that looked beyond the fiscal and beyond the surface characteristics and took time to invest in who I truly was and that allowed me to grow. There are constantly things in our everyday life that tell us that we're not enough, that we'll never have, that we'll never attain or accomplish. But I think at the end of the day, having people around you who see you for who you are and who remind you of your intrinsic worth and beauty and value in the world can do a lot to repair some of the early damage that a lot of us have experienced. So if you're in a place where you don't think that you quite measure up, where you don't think that you'll ever achieve, let me tell you, those voices are wrong and do your best to find people who will remind you that they're wrong every chance that they get. So. Please join me in welcoming my guest this week, Saturn, and I hope you enjoy our conversation. All right. Hello. Hello. I am here with the illustrious Saturn. I'm going to let them introduce themselves because I don't think I have words that can do it justice. Please, baby. Let the people know who you are and what you're all about. Well, hello, everyone. I am the illustrious Saturn, the elusive Shantus. I feel like you know exactly what to say. I mean, we're past our 10 years sisterhood, so. We're past 10 years, yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. so in this moment, I'm just your sister hanging out with you. But in other moments, I am like a really fab artist. I throw parties. I do visual work. You know, art is life. Life is art. It is what distracts me from boys. <laughs> just um, a segue in just to dive hello. right in there yes, yes. you know stay on theme stay on topic yeah. 
just to let the audience know, Saturn is honestly that girl in LA. They're that girl in any city they go to. <laughs> I've been going to their parties since day one. Back in the day, they were go-go dancing for a party. And that's how I met them. They had just cut the texturizer out of their hair. From ah! <laughs> okay, so we're reading. So we're reading. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, they really are that person. And for whatever you might see on social media, the thing that really is should be highlighted is just the full and generous and genuine heart that they have and the way in which they treat people. So I'm lucky to call you a friend and I'm even not luckier, but I'm am hella lucky to have you on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean when you asked me to do it, I was like, I mean, duh, like if you had just told me, hey, this day at one, we're talking, I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, let me put that in. Like, you know, like <laughs> I owe a lot of my like feeling safe and seen and having a good place to put all of the love that I have. You've been a big part of that and I appreciate you in so many ways. So it's fun to share with the girlies out there this relationship. So how do you identify? You know, <laughs> I believe in they, them as a generic term for any existing person, because I think the problem is that we start with gender and it's right. like, gender's a construct. I know that people are like, no, but I'm a woman <laughs> and some people are men. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know about that fade them stuff. I'm like, but baby, you really just an organism on a floating rock. So, um, I believe in they them, but I've been very comfortable in she her lately because I started moans. I really do think in this new trans, I call it T word, in this T word identity, <laughs> like I've gotten more comfortable with she hurrying because it is more of a spiritual thing for me. Like my mother is my first relationship and it's the one that I've always kind of thought of as like the ultimate supreme relationship. And, and then my grandmother after that, and then my other grandmother after that. So my relationships to women and being in women's world is so intrinsic to me that this step feels natural, but it feels really labored. So this long explanation of how I identify is just to, I just really wanted to explain the journey of it because it is so um, nuanced. I think there's so much trans this trans that media right but it is very very nuanced for me absolutely and i think that the discussion is lacking nuance because you know you have people out there just envisioning like this man with a five o'clock shadow and broad shoulders in a <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you put it because, you know, it's okay not to feel comfortable in your skin. Sometimes it's okay to present as a different way and just being like, it's this or that. And then there's this group in between. It's like, it's still missing the point of nuance. So yeah. Who do you usually date? Who? <laughs> that is so funny to me because then I just show how basic I am. I'm like, men. <laughs> You guys can't see me, but I'm like cheesing really like pageant wise. Like, I just said world peace, men. <laughs> like I date men like any other, you know, fool. <laughs> all types, all types. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I just wanted to break the ice, even though the ice between us is non-existent, but yeah. I wanted to break the ice for conversation. And if you could just tell us about like a dating story, like a quick and dirty dating story, maybe an embarrassing one, a funny one, one that you want to forget. I don't know. Take us on a journey. Okay. So it is the death anniversary of Dez. Oh, today? Audience. Uh, the 10th. But oh it's, the t- it's within the week, basically. Audience, Des is an old flame of mine. I would say the original flame because I was just thinking about recently, like, I don't have a lot of game. I think I am the game. Like, you know how JT says, I don't work jobs, bitch, I am a job. I really get what that means. Like, I don't have game because look at me. be around me that's the game baby the the feeling the feeling that you get that's it you like that come here you know so I was thinking about how when I first met Dez he had the best game ever we were it was my birthday which is also nuts because I'm thinking I must have met him around this time too it was a few weeks after I danced at blow up which was this club in San Francisco really fab me and Natalia met there it was really, it was really, it was really the vibe. So we had just had a party. And a few weeks later, I was like, oh, girl, you know what? Let's go. I was with my friend Bobby. And I was like, girl, you know, uh, that cute boy at the door of Rickshaw will let us in. So we was like, okay, period. We're going to go. 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 <laughs> I think I had a Caesar fade. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> with waves, though. Hey, with waves. Okay. Okay. Wait, waves on swim. So they hate on Oh, <laughs> See how I did that? See, 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 I got bars. Um, no. So we went and I was like, hey boy, what's up? How you doing? Yeah, remember me? He was like, yeah, what's up, Saturday? And I was like, oh. Um, so we want to come inside tonight. He was like, duh, come on. So he lets all my friends in and then puts his hand in front of me. He's like, hang on me for a second. I was like, ooh, for what? But okay. So we sitting outside. I'm just like, he's not really trying to talk to me. He just want to be cool. Yeah, I'm cool. What's up? We cool. So we get to talking. He says something like, I don't eat pussy. And, you know, I'm always riding for my girl. So I was like, y'all don't eat pussy. You want a bitch suck your dick, but she don't eat pussy? What the fuck? He's like, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't eat pussy because I'm gay. He was trying I'm to telling... drop a little bar. He was trying to drop a little hint. <laughs> right. And I'm, girl, over my head. See, now the problem is that I get everything. I just don't know what to say. But back mm. then I was like, what? What do you mean? Don't eat pussy. I don't understand. You're a man. But he was like, I don't eat pussy because I'm gay. And I'm telling you because I'm flirting with you. He was like, ba da ba, you know? And I was like, oh shit. And I literally ran back in the club. It was like, ah! And I told Bobby, and she was like, girl, take your crazy ass back outside and talk to him. I was like, oh, right. So I go back outside and he's like, what is this crazy lady doing? Like, what is the tea? And he was like, why don't you give me your number so you can go have fun with your friends? I was like, oh. He pulls out his little flip phone, girl. Let me not give my age away or your age away. But it was a long time ago, but it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. It wasn't. But also San Francisco was on a different tee, you know, because the (laughs) girls, we weren't clocking people's phones like that. Like if somebody picked up. We weren't. We were just like, okay, it works. You know, like here you got to have the newest. And I loved growing up in that era because people didn't give a fuck. We were so unselfconscious. Yeah. Well, and we weren't shady. I think the beautiful thing about San Francisco and that time is that you made friends based on your soul. But also, iPhones were expensive and it was okay to not spend all your money on an iPhone. Now, baby, you could be down bad. 
real bad. But you got you an iPhone <laughs> with every app on it. And some of the apps might have in-app purchases because you yep. have to have that now. You have to have it. You're not in the future. You're not in the future if you're not. Mm-hmm. But um, I shared that story to say I've been thinking about like, because I don't know if you feel this way, but I often feel like it's like, I mean, I don't want to ouch you, but we're intense people, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> Cats out of the bag, y'all. I have a little intensity to me, but you know, being an adult means accepting all my parts. Yeah, <laughs> this and is that's a... why we connect. Because I'm like, you did what? And I'm like, mm, yeah, girl, I get exactly, it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is the end of the Scooby-Doo episode. We're intense. <laughs> no, but everything doesn't have to be like, even if I'm like intensely feeling you, everything don't have to be like, I like you. What do we do now? Like, bitch, sometimes I'm just flirting with you. Right, right. So thinking about him and thinking about him saying that to me, like this boy ended up being so intense audience, like girl, this man put me through the ringer until he went home to glory. Okay. But he was down in that moment to be like, hey, 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 I'm flirting with you. You down? Like, you know? I'm like, why don't I say that? Like, because I'd be really f- hanging out with these boys and they'd be, I think sometimes too, they're like, damn, this bitch want to get married and have kids. I don't know if I could do that. I'm like, yo, I know I said that, but that's just how I'd be talking to my friends. I'm just flirting with you. Right. So I, I like, I was like, what if I just be like, hey, you know I'm flirting with you, right? Like, just to see, like, just to see, like, what it, because then it's like, well, bitch, it was just a flirt. What's your problem? You know what I mean? Right. Like, right, it right. doesn't, you're not setting yourself up for this intensity right? or like for them to fear the intensity, I should say. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I shared that story because it really, ha- that really is where I'm at right now. I'm like, bitch, I'm just flirting. That's cute. You know, I feel also we have like similar dating struggles in terms of finding somebody to match our energy. But a while ago you lifted the veil on something that I didn't even think about, you know, as a cis straight leaning woman there's space in coming into your sexuality to like be embarrassing uh put yourself out there and you know the worst that happens is like you're a little bit embarrassed like you don't have to fear violence or you know ridicule or exclusion on that scale because there's a place in society for you to express those kinds of things And I think that a while ago when we were discussing our dating woes, you kind of like put me onto game. You're like, I've only been out and doing this for like X amount of time. Like as an adult, I didn't have that time in my adolescence. Like everything was a secret and that's how I operated. I don't know. I'm interested to hear how you came into dating adulthood and like what your life looked like before that. So Des was the beginning of my adult relationships. I feel like prior to him, I really was in this place of like, oh, everyone's maturing right now. Because even, I will say, there is this thing that a lot of gay and queer people do get to experience, like turning 18 and going to a gay club and or even like getting on Grinder for the first time as an adult, like, I feel like I did so much in my youth and it was always like some straight boy hitting on me and us doing things and me knowing and then also being told to keep it a secret, one for him, secondly for me. But even within our moments, there was always this denial of what we were doing on his part or on, there was a lot of them, but on their part. 
I grew up feeling like a cunt bitch because I was having these experiences, but I also didn't grow up thinking about how to be normal. Always felt so ostracized and so different because something that I've downloaded now is that like when you're a gay boy, they tell you, you act like a girl. And then when you're a trans woman, they want to be like, but you, you know you're a man, right? So I just grew up being like, I'm really weird and really different. And I was super into art. So I just like accepted that these were my experiences. But as I was like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, before meeting Dez, I was like, I'm probably just going to be like one of those weirdos that just doesn't like have anybody for some time. Like it'll happen later, but I just don't know when because I just saw all my friends like, thriving sexually here we are again it is commercial time remember to drink some water get your stretches in shake it out a little bit and we are at another week and no sponsors so i'm going to take this time to plug something that has been useful to me during this time of strife and heartbreak Seeing constant images of genocide has really eroded my faith in humanity and has made it really difficult to locate myself and some of the actions that I would like to take in the midst of all of this heartbreak and chaos. So if you're like me and you are looking for a grounding book, I'm going to recommend a work by Franz Fanon. It's a classic. And it really breaks down the strategies of colonialists and the way that they characterize people who they are subjugating. It has really enabled me to draw a through line from our past and apply the concepts to our present. It is Franz Fanon, The Wretched of the Earth. And I think that it's just a great foundational piece to read if you're trying to wrap your head around how the hell we got here. I'll leave a link in the show notes and I really want to encourage everyone not to forget their heart, not to forget their humanity, not to forget that we should care because each life matters. And if history were to go in a few different directions, it could easily be us. So let's take care of each other. I barely could have a conversation because I never had one. I never had a talking stage. It was always like, hey, you want to hang out? And at some point during the hangout, it was like, hey, you suck dick, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Girl, I'm so serious. I told oh, God. Girl, I told you that when I was 15, I was dating uh, my uh, mentor at church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And literally, he was like, he asked my mom, could he mentor me? I'm thinking I'm a cunt bitch, so I knew he wanted to fuck. And I was, and, and she was like thinking, ooh, you, you about to make my baby a man, finally, you know. That's what they need. They, they need an example. I was like, girl, bitch, you don't know shit. I'm a fucking bitch. Like, you know, girl, I am a sissy cunt boost. It'll never happen. So anyway, but I'm like, but I do know he wants to have sex with me. So I said, oh my God, yeah, dude, let's meet up. <laughs> dude. So, right, right, right. You know, just throw a little something in there. So 
we hang out. He was supposed to pick me up at six, which is an appropriate time to pick up a child because I was 15. He was 21, 22. He picks me up at nine because he ended up doing something. But, you know, my mama didn't care because here I am about to become a man. So, <laughs> so he picks me up and we hanging out. We have nothing to talk about. Nothing. Car ride, quiet, quiet, quiet. I take it upon my young ass to be like, you want to pull over? And he was like, yeah. He was like, actually, I smoke weed. You want to smoke weed? I was like, all right. Girl, I am inhaling and blowing. Girl. Oh, uh, from the church? Girl. Which I already knew enough after school specials when a nigga offer you weed late at night and you sexy, he about to get you high and touch on you. So I literally was smoking and out, you know, inhaling, exhaling. Like, it wouldn't even hit in my brain. So I was, so I was like, I was like, what do you want to do? He was like, I'm down for whatever. And I was like, oh my God. All right. So then I, but I was so bashful. I wrote on a piece of paper, do you want me to suck your dick? And you wrote like, it. Girl, I was. That's why this man should be in jail. A proposition from a 15 year old who can't even say it. Can't. Like, so terrified. He was like, oh, it's all good. So I did it. And then he feigned this whole, like, oh, no, you 15. I'm like, girl, like, we've done it. Come on. So a few times we hung out a few more times. And then he literally was like, hey, I feel like we could make some money. And luckily, I'm not game goofy. And I was like, hold on, my mom's calling. Hung up the phone, never answered him again, because he wanted to take me to some hotel room and let some old weird men touch me, which is, hey, people's lives, and that's real. Sometimes I regret that I never did it, because I'm like, it was boring. <laughs> like it was boring being at home and stuff like that. I probably would have been a little more realized early. So those are my experiences, right? Like I think when I say that, what I deeper mean is like I wish I at least was like thrown into it in a real way because either the, my like innocent way, I didn't learn anything. I had all these experience, but no work skills, no dating skills. I had all this experience. All my friends. I was the only person growing up being like, oh, I sucked this year. I did all these things, but I didn't know what it was like for somebody like, how was your day? Or you're really cute. Or I don't know what you say. I had no idea. So right. when I got to 18 and I saw everyone dating and saying words, I was like, that's cool. How do you do that? And I was too bashful to talk about it back then in an emotional way because I don't think I thought of it emotional. I just thought that I was fucked up. Mm. So it's like that... Um you had the physical and like the lust, but like that puppy love, like intimacy and romance that you get early on wasn't, wasn't there. Yeah. Like my sister, that is a talking stage bitch boots. Yes. Because she was coming up at the same time as you. So you got to compare yeah. like in real time what was going on. Girl, she was talking, uh, talking, talking, talking. Like, my sister has game. Yeah. Game. Like, she can talk to you. Like, every man that she ended up, her from her baby daddy to her other boyfriend to the boyfriend to the boyfriend, they she's one of those girls where she's like, we was just friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they was always talking, but they knew, she knew which words would lead it to be like, oh, we really together, but we play, like, friend, like, just that whole thing. And she never was like, you game goofy, let me teach you. Right. Nobody ever was like, you know how sometimes you got a cousin that's like, you know, I bet you somebody was like, Natalia, come here. You know you're pretty. <laughs> girl, yeah, let me tell you something, girl. They about to be after you. Let me show you what you do. When they could come up to you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, nobody did that to me. 
So I just didn't know shit and I hated it. And I would say Des didn't teach me any better, but when he passed, I feel like I realized, oh, you were reminding me that I was desirable, lovable. And I feel like now I'm kind of in that adolescence and it's kind of crazy because I'm real far removed from any sort of adolescence. I mean, I guess I'm in a trans adolescence, but you know, but I'm learning now. The thing that is so interesting now, because going from that time when you met Des to who you are now, there has been so much evolution just in your personhood, like gender aside, but just like in your artistry, the way you present, the way that you're self-possessed and all these things. And it's almost as though when I watch you, you believe it on some sense in the way that you have to own it to like, just like really be that bad bitch. But when it comes to intimacy, like you still don't really believe. <laughs> like I feel as though you're just like, like maybe it's like <laughs> <laughs> oh she know? is reading me in front of y'all y'all sister ever did this to y'all in public like this oh my god <laughs> this is why this is why like people that kind of try to spit game to you i feel as though they are approaching you in the way that you project and mm-hmm. maybe this is just a family thing where you always feel like whoever's trying to holler at your kin isn't good enough, but like for real, you don't date on your level. And so when you do get these little scrappy bits that come and have <laughs> some kind of gall and the audacity to be around you, then mm-hmm. you're sweet and they think, I don't know what, I don't know what they're thinking. I wish I knew, but like, <laughs> I feel as though if you owned your cunt in that relationship space a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Come here, boy. Kiss me. You want to touch on me, boy? <laughs> Wait. Earlier before Pod, we were talking about um, Dangerous Rose. Shout out to her. I love her so much. Shout Something out. I do like the best impression of her because when she's around, boy, she'd be like, "Come here, boy. You want you you, you like me? You want to kiss me?" Like she's so and it's fun. Like she's fun. Like I right. love that. I I love that ability to flirt. I think when I'm nice. I think they go, oh, this is Granny. Okay, mm-hmm. so Granny don't want to, and 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 not in the sense that they look at me like that. They still like, damn, this bitch stack. I'm gonna go spread cheap, you know. But they think like, oh, she think I'm her grandson. <laughs> like she don't think. I don't think they think I want to fuck them. I know that we as people are um, complicated, multifaceted individuals, but like you can fuck. in 20 minutes right you can go and find somebody to fuck but then i think that you find somebody to fuck and then you want to like go on a date you want to be like lover girled up and there's a disconnect right because you find somebody to fuck or you find somebody who kind of gives you that lover girl fantasy and there's like not a meeting of minds yeah i mean i think there's a step process right and this is back to like missing how things go i think my love language, the one that I like to perform mm. is help. Okay. And because I don't date in my tax bracket, it's a mm. lot of niggas that need help. And when I say niggas, I mean anybody with some meat. Like, I think they know how to receive my help. But then I think then the way that I start helping them with all of my, like, wisdom from my childhood and shit, they're like, well, damn, this bitch hot, insecure in a weird but charming way. And she hella wise, like, okay, I still want to fuck, but I'm... Then they realize, oh, I'm a chump. <laughs> this bitch actually need a mogul. I thought... So it's almost like, yeah, we should have just fucked. 
Right. But now it's on some, well, now that I've gotten to know you, bitch, I'm, I, can, I, I can't, what kind of dick you want? Like, you know, like, how can I do this to you? Like, what do you, you know, I think it becomes too much. Okay. And so, I don't know. I really want to, it would be so fun. Like, this is my summer of fun. I just want to be like, let's fuck first day. Like, okay, recently mm. I was at this party and there's this boy that always kisses on me at the party. And he real fine. Like, he's like generically fine. Like, you would have to say, you would be like, okay, boy, let's go on a date. Like, or kiss me, you know, you're hot. So we were at this party. He comes up to me and kissed me. And I'm like, I'm so sick of you walking up to me and kissing on me at parties. I was in the bathroom line. He was like, why don't you go to the bathroom? I was like, no, why don't you come with me? Girl, so he came with me, girl. And we didn't have the sex, but he 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 was a munch. That he was a munch. You know? And I was like, yes. Like, that's it. That's it. And you know, we text the next day. Like, he sees me out. We hug and kiss still. Like, that's sometimes that's really all it is. But you know what? I have I don't know him like that. I didn't take that time out to mother him. So I think that helps us keep it on this. Like, he don't really know me and I don't really know him. Right, 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 right. Whereas right. these other ones I get to know and they get to know me. And I just think it becomes complicated because they can't just bang a nut out on me. They got to be like intentional and clear and, you know, <laughs> like they got to be their best selves and I didn't tell them that. That's just that's how I'm assuming that they feel because there's been enough of them for me to be like, it's a pattern with y'all. Like, you know, I be crushing hard on like a dude and you be like, you kissed him, y'all fuck nothing because I didn't mother him. I didn't let him suck of the tits. I, I've always said this. I see I see something better t- for you in a few <laughs> <laughs> But in a few years time, in a few years time, because you know why? Because your ass is still in the club. Your ass is still surrounding yourself with these people that you see at parties and like cute. That's fun. You know, get your ass munched on like I live. But who out here that has good relationships, solid relationships, who's smart, who has a lot going for them, who is ambitious, met their person in the club or at the, you know, at the at the kickback. You know, Drake said, I need someone who can rescue me. Take me out the trap. Take me out the club. I don't know. That song did something for me. Those lyrics, take me out the trap, take me out the club, come get me. Yes. I would love it. But my thing is, though, why can't I have fun in the meantime? People be fucking each other. They be having fun with each other. I know my man is somebody else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally, totally. Because, you know, it's just speaking to the different sides. I think that that's true. You know, people do have fun, but I also think that they they treat it just as that, right? Like yeah. like you said, you didn't know, you didn't mother this guy, you know, you see, like, it's that, right? That's it. That's the move, yeah. right? Yeah, I'm always on some Mother Teresa shit. Like, can't say girl that. Girl, today, I knew just instinctually that this young man was having a hard day. I just sent him a minute-long inspirational message. Not some Bible quotes. You really <laughs> are, auntie. Girl, talk about, you know, you are a builder of life. You can create anything you set your mind to. Like, shut the fuck and up. And Joseph, you are a carpenter. It's all you <laughs> Like, bitch, what the fuck? Now, would that get me wet? Yes. We can. I don't know how much more time I go, but I'm gonna tell you this is dumb shit. You know, I would have fucked um, my ex provider. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
But, and it wasn't because he was cute. He definitely ain't had no meat. But it was just because, girl, like, when I was down, he was going to put me back up. When my day was hard, he was going to tell me something. He was going to say, bitch, let's get into this mirror. You know? That kind of shit, because I've had all the other shit, I grew up on the hookup. So even if it's not for real, for real, I still want to, like, I got to find that balance of, like, I'm not mothering you and you ain't got a daddy me, but, like, can we care for each other? Because growing up sharing my body in ways that didn't fulfill me, you know, and and again, as a a non-cis, non-straight person, I do lack the ability or the easily accessible love. Right. And I and I've learned that my body isn't the way to that. Do I love it? Yes. <laughs> I was gonna be really descriptive, but yes, I love all the things that come with when two or more people come together intimately, biblically. But I do know that I've been left with this deep desire to at least just feel cared for. Right. Even right. just a makeout sometimes that even just a, a makeout feels really good because it's not sex. It's like, oh, you care. Like, this was intimate. Like, you know, just, yeah. I don't know, girl. But I do feel like I'm reaching a point where I'm getting, where like I'm being really cognitive of it all. So hopefully that means I'm, a, I'm about to allow myself to have fun. Like, I feel like, I hope I'm having this conversation with you outside of the place that says Saturn's fun is here. Like, I feel like I, feel like I said, hold on, I'm going to answer this phone call but I'm about to walk in and we're about to have a time. And I think that a lot of times before you could really live that fantasy in whatever you do, you know, be relationships or professionally or spiritually or whatever, there needs to be a reckoning and an acknowledgement of like what didn't work in the past. Right. Yeah. How you got to the space where like that thing occurred that didn't work. So you could change course. You can change the way you present yourself. You can acknowledge, okay, each time I get into this situation, X, Y, and Z is present. So now I know I don't need to open up the door when I see X, Y, and Z signs, right? That's been a major part of my relationship and intimate evolution where it's like, you know, you just, you meet somebody fine and they give you all the signs that they're crazy and you're just like, <laughs> whatever, let me, let me, let me get free. And then the let thing happens. Put this pussy on you. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's healing. It's healing. <laughs> um, but then, but then the thing happens that you thought was going to happen the entire time. And it's just about trusting yourself and also being clear on what you want. And I'm not at the point in life to say that I figured it out. But what I do know is that once I started to do that, my relationships were less drama, less, mm. um, less um, injuring. You know, I didn't walk away from the situation feeling as though I needed to heal. I walked away in gratitude saying, you know what? I allowed myself to open up again and it was a good, a good run. It wasn't for me right now, but I'm thankful instead of being like, Oh God, you know, and going on a journey to fucking heal. Fuck that. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I say all that to say, you know, you're at a really good place just in terms of your own personhood to say, all right, I acknowledge this is what I want X, Y, and Z because everything else that you've wanted, like just in life, you've managed to, manifest just by sheer force so this could shouldn't be any different 
Yeah, I definitely feel like this is like the last of my powers. Like, I feel like the universe is like, girl, we, you are the charmed one, girl. Like, all you got to do is put your hand under the light of love and say, I'm going to have it and it is yours. Mm -hmm. But I really do think it's that simple. So I do know, what did Whitney say to Diane? Whitney, what would you say the biggest issue is? Well, that would be me, (laughs) you know? So I think once I get the final boss, which is me, I'll be all right. All right. And on that note, to wrap this up, I am curious, do you have any like final words for the audience in terms of, you know, somebody is on a similar journey as you or is just sick and tired of, you know, putting themselves out there and receiving the bare minimum back? Um, What would you say? A few things ran through my head. I was going to yell and be like, bitch, you know what you need to do. Get yourself together. Don't play no more games with these hoes out here. You are the one. Because that's how I talk to myself some days. But honestly, just be fucking for real with yourself. No one else's experience trumps yours, you know, with good intention um, and generosity. Be there for yourself. If you want something, say that you want it go for it like there's no reason to work out every scenario in which it could fuck you over because if you got your back you good and that's just the kind of comfort that i'm rolling with right now is like bitch just get it and if it don't work for you move to the next thing it's that easy there's so many things in life that we can have and we don't have to focus on this one situation that affected us negatively or could possibly affect us negatively just go for it and move on have that agility have that elasticity to bounce back because we do have it beautiful well where can the people find you where 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 do you reside out in these streets um don't come to my house but um socially and digitally i am located at saturn rising replace the g with a nine the nine represents um the highest level of change which is my numerology life path number because i have some cool work coming out soon so follow and um, have a matcha. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna work on that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on a better way to deliver that. But y'all could have a matcha on me. I mean, for me, not on me. I'm not giving you on. The no, matcha. no, yeah. <laughs> think, think of her when you're sipping your matcha. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you have it. Another episode in the books. First and foremost, a big warm thank you to this week's guest Saturn, one of my dearest friends. I had so much fun and we got our chuckles in. I am so honored to have you in this space, sharing with you, talking about the things that we would be talking about anyway. So lots of gratitude, thank you. And a huge thank you to you, the listener. Thank you so much for making your way back here yet another week. I really appreciate you. And if you take anything from this episode, take the fact that each of us has the ability to heal our past wounds, to heal the ways in which we weren't treated in the regard that we deserved, and to move towards a future where we can have healthier connections be it in relationship or platonically with our coworkers, a lot of our past pain 
can sometimes hinder us and we all have it. Even if you think that yours is more obvious, even if yours is just more apparent at the moment, be gentle with yourself and know that you have the ability to transform your life in order to wake up happier, wake up more self-possessed, and wake up more firmly on the road to the future that you desire and deserve. So I will be back here once again on Thursday. And in the meantime, subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast. Each subscription matters so much. And for those of you that have subscribed, thank you. Appreciate you. Follow me on socials. I am on TikTok and Instagram under you guessed it. I shaved my ass for this. I'm also on YouTube. So if you want to see my cute little peach graphic making its rotations while you hear these episodes, visit me over there. As always, be safe, be kind, and be you. Bye-bye.